Tonight's episode of the Barrel Brothers Podcast is brought to you by Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. First off, it's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place, so download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Well, uh, well Jeff Bezos went to space today. Did you see that? And his, his dick rocket. Yeah, it looked. I, how did they not think of that before? It looks like a giant penis. It does, yeah. It reminded me of uh, one of the Austin Powers movies. <laughs> yeah. so i just thought that was pretty funny pretty comical jeff bezos the super villain i can't believe the entire country watched it actually probably the entire world watched a giant penis go out to space today yeah i don't know if i have anything to offer on that i didn't i was pretty swamped the last couple of days so i i think well, i might have gotten up to pee like once today <laughs> today's a busy day for me too i was just listening yeah. to the radio I was out in the field for a while today, but um, one thing that I saw about Jeff Bezos's space trip, I guess I just didn't really read a whole lot about it before it happened. He was only up mm-hmm. there for like 11 minutes total. I thought like, if you're going to go to space, at least stick around a little bit. <laughs> they literally just flew up to space and then dropped back down. I mean, I don't know. I'm, I don't, my aeronautical background is not expen- is not extensive, so I don't know what altitude classifies as outer space air quotes, but like six, I think it was 60 some miles from Earth's surface. Okay. So the pilots that flew the SR 71, the Blackbird, were they astronauts then? Cause they were at like 60 to 90,000 feet. I don't know. I mean, that's up there, man. Wait, 60 to 90,000 feet. Yeah. That the reconnaissance plane, that's basically oh. what they, yeah. I don't know. That to me is the coolest aircraft ever, ever invented, ever invented. Oh, I'm sorry. I was mistaken. I'm reading about it right now. The entire flight from liftoff until when he got back down was like a total of 10 or 11 minutes. So he was only in space for, it had to have been just a few minutes. Maybe. Just to say he went to space. Hey guys, I did it. Yeah. I don't know. Seems like an ultra D-bag move. Yeah, old ultra D bag move. Just to flaunt how much money he has, I read somewhere where there is a uh, a petition signed by like hundred twenty thousand people for him to stay in space. <laughs> I saw another one today. It was uh, you get fifty billion dollars in your divorce settlement, and your husband literally leaves the planet. What better divorce could you ask for? <laughs> oh, that was pretty clever. That's that is the the definition of fu money. Yeah, that's yeah. Like that's <laughs> fu Jeff Bezos. <laughs> I was out and about today for work around the greater Richmond area. And I was in um, Petersburg area. So I decided to stop into a few ABC stores, you know, in that general vicinity. One of the, uh, one of the ABC stores that I went into first time this I've ever experienced this. 
you could not walk around the liquor store and look at different things. Yeah. It's in a sketchy part of Petersburg. So frequented by a certain clientele Mm -hmm. trying to be nice here guys. And, um, but you walk in the door and there's a huge long counter and you basically just have to look, you can't walk behind the counter because that's where all the bourbon is and all the, all the liquor in general, you can't walk back there. So you just have to like kind of look from the counter and be like, Hey, give me that one. Yeah. That's a store that uh, has more stolen than they actually sell. Yeah. That's unfortunate. Yeah. Super unfortunate. Cause I wanted to go back there and look and the guy, the guy at the counter was super nice. And he was like, listen, man, just tell me what you're looking for. And I'll walk up down the aisles. And so, you know, I was just like kind of throwing some things out there, but they had the specialty bourbons up front so you could see it. Mm-hmm. And then I think they had an uncle nearest, which I didn't realize was specialty bourbon. And then, Trash. <laughs> and then they also had um, Angel's Envy, like an entire shelf of Angel's Envy. Some tells me $70 bottles of bourbon aren't moving too quickly in that one. No. So, and I, oh, I can't remember. There's something else. Oh, K- Kentucky Owl, one bottle of the, the confiscated. Yeah. That, that was it as far as the bourbon goes. And then they had, I looked, I went to the bourbon aisle and I was looking down it. They had, um, you know, full shelves of Elijah Craig, Larceny, you know, just the middle of the road stuff. Not a, really a whole lot of high shelf stuff there at all. Yeah. I mean, which I was kind of, like, I was kind of hoping, you know, like like we normally talk about where something that the client, you know, a store where the clientele is not usually buying the high stuff, and they get a random bottle or something. Yeah, I was hoping that I was yeah. going to find something cool, and I, you know, I saw our friends, uh, his and her sips. Oh, cool. Eric and Erica, they they scored a bottle of Elmer T. Lee. Mm. So I was kind of like, maybe we'll get lucky. I don't know, but no, they didn't have anything. I was a little disappointed. Yeah, that's usually, I figured Elmer T. Lee would be a raffle. That's what I thought too. That's kind of wild that it was just out and about. Maybe someone messed up again. <laughs> like they did with the, with the Taylor. Oh, God. But yeah, speaking of uh, ABC experiences, um, while we were away this, this last week, um, we went on, it was like Monday or it was probably Tuesday. And like I told you, the one store that we went to, the guy looked like he just wanted to just end it. He was, he just looked so miserable. And, you know, I, I couldn't fault him or blame him um, because the people that he probably had to deal with, we were in a very small secluded beach town and it's just basically rich idiots that probably go in there and are looking for, you know, whatever's hot at the moment. And I'm walking up and down the aisles and there's nothing in the store. And I'm not being dramatic or over-exaggerating. There wasn't even Malibu on the shelves in the store. So, I, you know, I tried to engage the guy and I, I took a leap of faith. And I was like, hey, man, you know, stupid question. And he's like, yeah. I'm like, y'all get any specialties or anything like that? And he's like, nope, trucks usually come Thursday and we haven't gotten a truck in two weeks. And I was like, okay, that explains why your shelves are empty. So, I, you know, I should have just let it go. But I was like, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm from up in Richmond and it's gotten so bad that uh, people are sitting outside the distribution warehouses and following trucks around. And he's like, yeah, it's kind of the same way here. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to go shoot myself just talking to this guy. <laughs> so I, I walk back and there's a shelf between the wall and um, like the exit sign. 
And I'm looking up and down. I'm like, maybe there's a chance there's going to be one of those one-off things. Sure enough, right there on the shelf, untouched, uh, two bottles of the Jim Beam Double Oaked. And I was like, hey, is this stuff for sale? He goes, yeah, it's the overflow shelf. I'm like, hmm, okay. So there's other stuff up there, like a random Jameson, random bottle of Proper 12, uh, some other odds and ends pieces, some mixers. So I was like, hmm, I actually haven't seen this in our stores in Virginia, so I'm going to grab the, the Double Oak. Glad I did, man. The Jim Beam Double Oak? Mm-mm, just not the bottle. Well, then again, I'm not really looking for them either. So. Oh, I was about to say, they're, they're freaking everywhere. Yeah, so I'm glad I grabbed that. And then we went up to another one that was even on a more secluded part of town. <laughs> you know, and it was a completely different experience. Um, super sweet old lady. I don't know if she was the manager or what, but um, the store was full of people. Um, shelves were also empty. There was like... I don't even know, like, Virginia Gentleman was the only thing they really had on the shelves. <laughs> Virginia Gentleman. The scotch section was pretty well stocked. Um, and then they had a random, like, gift pack of makers. It was Bill and, what's the other dude, Samuels? Bill and, it's like his um, grandson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know who you're talking about. I still know. It was, like, name. one from the grandfather and one from the grandson, and it was in a it was two 375 milliliter bottles, but it was like 80 bucks. I was like, no, I'm not doing that. So I started a conversation with the lady at the counter and sort of shared the same information I did with the guy that wanted to go jump in traffic. And she was like, honey, I can't believe that. She goes, well, here, we don't really know when we're going to get our trucks because it's just been a nightmare. So on any given day, we'll have 30 to 50 people just standing outside to see what we get. And I'm like, any given day? She goes, I can't tell you the last time was I got a bottle of Blanton's or, you know, one of those good makers bottles. And I was like, damn, we really don't have it that bad in Virginia. We really don't have it that bad. And I don't think North Carolina does the online inventory like Virginia ABC does. No, because it's like you said, it differs between counties. Mm -hmm. And I was talking, um, I'm glad you mentioned North Carolina because I was talking to our friend, our friends, Christian uh, from Rickhouse Ramblings. Christian and Mike, we had on the show a couple months ago. Anyways, they did a, a they did three barrel picks with Ragged Branch, with Alex Toomey, who we also had on the show. Mm-hmm. And um, so they did three picks, and they've been you know I purchased all three. I think Brian, you got two of them, mm-hmm. and they've been emailing us back and forth, letting us know kind of the process and when we're gonna get it. And it seems like it's just a never ending cycle of emails from rickhouse ramblings about when the picks are going to come in so i Mm -hmm. i email or i texted christian this morning and i was talking to him about it and he said that north carolina alcohol beverage control like their state run is a mess basically the the problem child of the process is the warehouse the logistics warehouse they are short staffed for one because of covid you're coming back from covid they're short staffed and the they can't hire anybody because they're they're not willing to pay them. So I guess people are not taking the small amount of money that they're offering for these delivery drivers. So these stores in various counties in North Carolina, they went from getting a shipment once a week to getting a shipment once every two weeks, once every three weeks in some counties. So that's why it makes sense that all the, the store both stores you went to close to the beach, they were like, Yeah, we don't know when the truck's gonna come. And they they're they're telling the truth. They really don't know when the truck's gonna go. <laughs> yeah, and that uh, that sucks because it it would be hard for me to believe that 
the state of Virginia couldn't employ or pay people, considering they made like one point two or three billion dollars last year for the state. So, and it's it's not just us. Like, liquor sales boomed during the pandemic. So I I just I don't buy it. I have a hard time believing that people can't pay wages. But that's just me. That's my cross to bear. I think too. It seems like a certain point it's state run and then they drop it down to the individual county. Why not just make everything, if you're going to have it state run, just the entire state be under the same rules, same just, policies. Just yeah, just mirror Virginia. Run. Why is it that hard? I, I don't get it. Sorry, why not just me? <laughs> the listeners that live in North Carolina and have to deal with this every day, we're sorry. Yeah. And then uh, I think South Carolina is private. Georgia's private. Florida's the Wild West. They're private. Uh, DC <laughs> yeah. can do what they want. Maryland's private. Uh, Florida, Florida's the first place that I had purchased whiskey from a grocery store. Oh, but how it cool wasn't was that. It was not inside the grocery. We went to a Publix at the mm-hmm. beach to get you know a few groceries or whatever. And I was like, and then it's right beside it. There's a store that says Public Liquors, and so we went over there, and it's it's the same store. They just have their own liquor store. I thought it was kind of neat. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, I, when I follow that, um, or when I look at the uh, overpriced bourbon, like the locations of where some people are finding these things, like God Almighty, it seems like Costco. it's all out west, like in yeah Las Vegas and Reno. Yeah, anything west of, well, I've seen some Arkansas, uh, Louisiana. So I have a buddy that lives in New Orleans, and he's like, "Dude, we convert warehouses into liquor stores down here." Like, oh my gosh. <laughs> so awesome. I think I saw today on Overpriced Bourbon where a a Walmart was selling a 23-year Pappy. Did you see that? Mm-mm. Or maybe it was a 15-year Pappy for like way under secondary price. Like way. Yeah. yeah. You always see those random, I'm glad you brought Pappy up because there is something we do need to talk about. <laughs> But yeah, like every once in a while, you'll see those one-off posts where it's like something super sought after is on clearance and it's like 75% of what retail is. And you're like, oh my God, I wish. (laughs) I wish. But yeah, um, well, you said Pappy. Brian and I watched the the new docuseries on Netflix called Heist. And two of the episodes was about Pappygate back in 2013, 15 timeframe. Yeah, 15, 16. And um. I, I guess, you know, I had just turned 21 around that time period. So I really wasn't concerned with whiskey and bourbon at that time. Brian, you're a little more older, older Mm -hmm. than me. So, uh, I mean, you're like 40 years old, so. Not quite. (laughs) Almost, almost got the math right. (laughs) Carry the one. No, but uh, Toby Kurtzinger stole, like, you know, just to wrap this up with a bow, Toby Kurtzinger was employed by Buffalo Trace. He was a big softball player and then stopped playing softball and he decided to start making extra money on the side by selling bourbon he stole from Buffalo Trace. Allegedly. Oh, allegedly. No, he was convicted. Yeah, because he, he was sent he was sentenced to like 15 years, but then they they let he him out on like the shock program. Yeah, he served 30 days and then walked. I'm here to scare you straight. <laughs> I'm prison Mike. Yeah, Kentucky happens to be one of the states that allows a first-time offender 
to be released after a certain period of time. And in Toby Kurtzinger's case, it was 30 days and it's called a shock probation because it apparently is supposed to shock you back into, you know, living like a productive member of society and, and to never engage in criminal behavior again. I bet you the dude's still probably doing steroids and stuff, but. Yeah, that story, it was a two-parter and that, that story had everything. I mean, it had guns and suppressors and bourbon and barrels and steroids. And that was pretty wild. It was pretty awesome, though. After watching it, um, and the guy, so you got, first off, go and watch it. Yeah. Watch both Bourbon King 1 and 2. Watch both parts of the of the Bourbon uh, Pappy Gate episodes. And then I want you to think about how dumb he was. In the whole grand scheme of things, how dumb and loose he was with the whole operation. Mm. Like he, I think he even said he figured that he would never get caught because of all the people on his payroll. Well, politicians. Yeah, he had politicians, judges, police officers, like council, city council members, like federal politicians. Like, yeah, yeah. Who were the major politicians? In Congress, do you know any from Kentucky? Oh, Rand Paul, he's from Kentucky. Rand Paul and um, Mitch McConnell. Maybe they were on his payroll. Anything is possible. We should ask them. We should write them. There you go. Question. Question. Were you a part of Pappy Gate? Senator McConnell, were you on Kurt Singer's payroll? (laughs) No, I don't remember him. Oh, gotcha. But yeah, I mean, that dude walked away with one to three million dollars worth of stuff. I mean, that was just their best guess. Because he he had been doing it for a long time before they before Buffalo Trace noticed like all the pappy gone in 2013. So there were well, I don't want to ruin it for anybody, but Kurt Singer's not the only one at fault here. And I'll leave you with that. That's true. Spoiler alert. Mm-hmm. But go watch it. It was fun. If you're going to steal barrels, don't leave them outside. <laughs> they probably felt bad for the guy, and that's why they gave him the shock probation. They're like, man, I think your heart was in the right place, but you were real dumb about it. <laughs> but, like, at the same time, you can't be prosecuted for a crime if nobody's reported anything wrong or stolen or missing. Not how that law works. But, <laughs> but like, so, I don't know. All right. I don't want to. I don't want to ruin it for anybody, but, like, Wild Turkey didn't report anything stolen. Or missing so that guy could have technically been gifted something or I, I don't know none of it sits well with me i'm just reading this on here it looks like back in 2013 when the initial investigation started with that new sheriff i forgot his name um i think they had reported around 65 cases of pappy van winkle being stolen mm-hmm. that's i mean an exorbitant amount of pappy yeah one barrel of pappy back in 2013 cost what about 100 grand yeah something like that that's insane well now pappy 20 is anywhere from what three to five thousand dollars worth per bottle yeah yeah do you think how many like what two maybe if a a good well 23 year angel share probably takes a lot of that so you probably get 180 bottles out of that I'd probably, yeah, somewhere, probably 220, somewhere in there, yeah. You think that many? Yeah, I think so. Out of a 23-year-old? Yeah, probably. Well, they do 700 cases a year, right? I'm talking about just one barrel. 
Oh, um, one barrel of 23 year pappy. Do you think you get 20, 220 bottles out of it? I'm telling to say probably not, but what do we know? We're amateurs. We're just two guys on the internet. Well, I think we should leave it at that. Yeah. That's all I got for this week, man. Folks, please drink responsibly. Don't drink and drive. Don't drink in boat. Uh, it is getting hot out there. Please hydrate, hydrate before you dehydrate. Mm. Don't drink and slip and slide either. That's just going to make a mess. Plus, you know, when you drink and slip and slide, and I am saying this from experience, you tend to go a lot faster than you realize. And then you go off the slip and slide and then the grass cuts your nipples. So no nipple cutting in 21. There's already enough going on. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, man, as, as we always say at the end of each of these episodes, uh, call a friend, call a cab, call an Uber. Um, just make good choices and smart decisions. Um, and as always, uh, drink what you love and love what you drink. Hey guys, this is Dave and Brian from the Barrel Brothers podcast. I'm not sure if you guys knew this or not, but Virginia was actually the birthplace of distilled spirits in America. And for those of you listening in the Richmond or Central Virginia area, we encourage you guys to get out and support our ever-growing base of craft distilleries In particular, if you're looking for a great day out in the country, we encourage you to visit our friends over at Three Crosses Distilling Company. Yeah, and actually, David, our friends at Three Crosses Distilling Company are a family and veteran-owned craft distillery right in the village of Powhatan, Powhatan County. They're creators of multiple award-winning spirits, not to forget their highly decorated American whiskey. Their tasting room is a throwback to the classic neighborhood gathering place. Give Three Crosses a try. They'll quickly become one of your favorite hangouts. Also, don't forget to let them know that the Barrel Brothers sent you.